Welcome back to the Stay High Podcast, where I help you heighten your personal experience through my own experience on this earth. I'm your host, Kristen, and we are back with another episode of my new series, No More Suffering in Silence, where I take you on an inside journey of how I'm healing my sexual trauma. So today, you guys know I just like to dive right in. Today, I want to talk about the physical symptoms that I experienced after my sexual trauma that I didn't know was a symptom of trauma, and I used to just call it brokenness. I'm broken. But what I'm referring to is the numbness that happened in my womb space, my sacral chakra, my yoni, my genitalia, all of that area, like it was just numb. And not necessarily on the outside, I was able to have outside stimulation, oral stimulation, but when it came to actual penetration, it felt like nothing. It felt like the literal, it just felt like skin, just nothing, nothing really happening, no real sensation. And so for the longest time, I was so sad and kind of just frustrated that my body didn't seem to be responding like everybody else's. And you know, when we watch adult movies and we watch different scenes and it looks like the people are just so into it. And I would just be in my head like, this is there, they have to be lying. Like, I don't feel any of this. This does not feel like anything. And that really turned me off from sex in the first place. I was just like, what is the point of me doing this? I'm literally just doing it to please the other person. I'm not getting anything out of this. It feels numb. It doesn't feel like anything. And so I would, you know, read magazines and I would grab Cosmo and it would say that only 13% of women actually, you know, have a climax or orgasm from sex. And most women, um, talk about feeling pain and discomfort and all these different things. So then I was like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm just pretty normal, you know, since only 13% of women are actually enjoying this. But what Cosmo doesn't talk about is the other 77% of women that have experienced sexual trauma and what effects that has on the body because it's so linked to the brain, right? Our sensation is very emotional. Women are very emotional. And so when we don't feel emotionally safe or really truly emotionally connected or emotionally understood and uh, our needs are not prioritized in that way, it can just turn off feeling. It can completely block the feeling. And so I didn't realize that it wasn't my body that was broken. It was my emotional state. And I didn't realize that every time I would start to engage into sex, in, in sex I would turn on this performative act. I, The real Kristen would just completely dissociate and I would start being what I thought they wanted me to be. I would start moaning and doing different sounds that I had heard and seen on adult movies and replaying and reacting stuff that I watched and what I thought they would want to hear. And, you know, I, I did enjoy oral. I did enjoy oral stimulation. I definitely could feel stimulated and, and have climaxes from oral stimulation. But when it came to actual penetration, no. I was, I faked, I can honestly say that up until my last relationship, I faked every single orgasm. I mean, I'm sorry if any of my uh, past partners are listening, but here's the truth. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I, I got to be honest now. Um, yeah, I 
I faked every single one of them because I didn't feel anything. It didn't feel like anything. And there was a lot of positions and a lot of tension and a lot of pain and discomfort. And that's because I didn't know my body. I didn't take time to explore my body. And I just, I didn't feel like I got that deep emotionally with my partners to really get to that level where we were trying different things and and asking questions and asking why. I just wanted it to be over as soon as possible. It just made me very uncomfortable. And so I was just like, okay, let me do all these things. I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning him. I know certain things that he likes. So let me just get this over with. You know, there were times where I definitely just loved the connection that I felt or the perceived connection. Um, but as far as actually physically feeling something, it was nothing. It was nothing. I faked every single one up until, like I said, my last partner. And the only reason um, why I was able to climax with my last partner was because I was introduced to cannabis. And that totally opened my eyes to why so many people that I grew up with, so many friends in my past, would be able to have this amazing wild sex when they were under the influence of alcohol. I didn't realize because I didn't drink all through my 20s. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't the person that was partying, getting drunk. I didn't, I stayed away from everything. I didn't really explore that much until I got into my 30s when it came to like substances and drinking more and all that, all those different things. So pretty much all through my 20s, I was completely sober. And, um, you know, a lot of my friends, they were drinking and partying and doing the things that most people that age do. So nothing, nothing against them or anything like that. Um, but I think that also contributed to a lot of why, um, they were able to just push past those insecurities and some of the, you know, shame and some of the things that they had been through because it lowered their inhibitions and made them just really kind of get out of their head. And so that's what cannabis did for me and my last partner. And so it started getting to the point where whenever we'd be getting in the mood, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to smoke. I need to smoke because I, I enjoy this a lot now when I smoke and I can't do it unless I do. And so it would be like that. It would be like in times where I would engage in sex and I would be completely sober, not not really enjoying it, not able to let go. Um, a lot because I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel emotionally safe with my last partner. Um, and so the cannabis just helped me kind of forget about that and just really focus on the moment in the present moment and just really get into my body and, and really express myself. I became way more vocal. I was like, I don't like this. I like this. Keep doing this. And I was like, man, I really need, I, I, we, I should be doing this all the time. I should be speaking up all the time. I should be setting those boundaries on what hurts and what doesn't hurt all the time. But I felt so disempowered and I just had really written it off that I'm never going to be able to have an orgasm from actual penetration. I just said, I'm broken, you know, and because it felt so numb, it didn't feel like anything. And I, I had no idea how our bodies shut down and how that trauma literally blocks just it blocks the receptors, the nerves, everything. I had no idea until I started reading and healing and doing my own thing. And even even now by myself, I really have to be in a emotional state. I really have to focus or even just pleasuring myself. It doesn't feel like anything. It's just like I'm still healing. I'm definitely still healing. And um 
trying to be present and trying to reach certain states without any toys, without watching any movies, just completely within myself. And it's it's very challenging and it does get really frustrating. So I definitely want to let anyone who's listening that resonates with this and their body know that you're not alone and don't just think that you'll this is never going to happen for you. And also don't feel like this can only happen if you're under the influence, uh, though I've actually never had a an orgasm sober from penetration, I am 100% confident that with the right partner, time and more healing that I will be just fine. Um, so yeah, the physical, the physical symptoms. So first the numbness, then the tension, just the actual tension in my body. I had no idea how much I was just not relaxed. And this goes further than actually being like intimate with someone. This goes like to just hugs, like giving one of my girlfriends a hug, I would feel myself pulling away. I could feel like the veins popping in my neck and I would be like pulling away. And I'm like, what is, what is going on with me? Why do I feel so tense when I'm being touched or when someone comes up and just touches me on the shoulder? I'm like literally jumping out of my skin. And it's because at such a young age, I was so violated and I was further violated as I grew into a young woman, young adult, all the groping, all the touching, all the just no boundaries when I'm going out into the club and people just grabbing your butt and grabbing your breasts and just, just the way that literally in my experience, men had no regard or respect for someone else's body. It was just known. It was just like, Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I like her ass. I'm going to grab it. Who cares? Like what it's I'm allowed to. And so for so long, I allowed that. I didn't say anything. I just kept walking or I I thought it was cute, uh, you know, but really now when I look back at it and actually sit with it and really, um, just tap into my body and how that really makes me feel so much rage and so much anger and sadness for that virgin of version of me comes up, you know, because no, I don't want someone just touching me. Why? No, it's not okay for you to just grab, you know, any part of my body, my hand, my butt, any part, like you, you don't get to do that. And so it's like, I wish I could go back and like stand up for that version of myself. But, you know, I, I was freeze. That was my, um, that was my nervous system regulation was just to freeze, to smile <laughs> and just keep on going. So yeah, the numbness, the tent, the tension and the dis- the complete disconnection from my emotional and physical body. My brain and my body were not talking at all. In my head, I was just a vessel. I was not supposed to or deserving of, I wasn't supposed to feel pleasure. I wasn't deserving of feeling pleasure. And that's why I always used to say, man, if I meet someone who says they don't do oral, it is not going to work because this is the only thing I actually enjoy when it comes to sexual intimacy. So if I meet somebody and they say that they don't do oral, deuces, goodbye, (laughs) you know, and I get it. I I get that for myself. I understand why I was so like kind of fixated on that. Um, that was something I really, really enjoyed doing with my partners, but I always just felt like such a big part and connection was missing. And I always just felt like less than, and like something was wrong with me. And I never put two and two together because I was so dissociated from what happened for so long that I, and so uneducated, even though I got my degree in criminology and I wrote my thesis paper on sexual assault and men, I was so disconnected that I was really writing that paper about me, you know, and 
the universe, God was putting so many people in my life that had experienced sexual trauma that was open with it and talking about it and would tell me their stories. And I remember just feeling so deeply connected and just feeling so much empathy for the people who would talk to me about their experiences, not realizing they were mirroring me. I had no idea that they were mirroring me. And it was like, God was trying to wake me up and say, hey, this is something that you need to look at. This is something that you need to uh, heal within yourself. This is why I'm sending you these people so that it will wake you up to your truth. And, um, you know, eventually I woke up, you know, on my own when the time was right. But um, yeah, it was, it's been, it's been very frustrating. It's definitely very frustrating and, and discouraging even now, like I said, when I'm doing certain practices and intentionally trying to, you know, take my time, I realize like I have to have a lot of foreplay. I have to, I have to really ease into it and, and take my time. I definitely cannot just jump right into it. Um, maybe that's the old version of me. Maybe the, the partner that I'm calling in, I will feel so safe and so ready that I will be able to have those moments. And I hope that I do. Um, but I think, in the beginning, especially, I need to build a really strong emotional connection with my partner. And I have realized and surrendered to the fact that I am not the type of person that can just go out and have a one night stand and really enjoy it. That's just not how I operate. That's not how I work. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I need to have some type of connection other than just physical in order for me to really enjoy it in order for me to actually enjoy it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I don't really plan on having any one night stands in the future right now. I, yeah, I, I really am enjoying being celibate. It gets hard sometimes, but I'm really enjoying just being celibate and harnessing my, my own energy and really learning my energy and continuing to heal and make sure that I am at the point where I feel very comfortable setting those boundaries because it's easy to say it when I'm just here and I'm by myself, but it's a totally different story when the person's right there in front of me and these wounds and these old patterns and behaviors start to pop up because they do, they do. Um, it's, it's really challenging when you're in the position not to shrink, not to be small. And, and that's why it's so important that we are engaging with people that really respect us, that really care about us. And even if it is just a fling, even if it is a one night stand, I'm not saying that we can't have fun. I'm not saying that every, every sexual experience needs to be with someone that you're in a deeply committed relationship with. But man, like, I think it is important that they have a good head on their shoulders and they are a respectful, kind person. I think it, it, it definitely matters. Um, I think that, yeah, it, someone who is aware and someone who is doing their work and someone who's not carrying so much trauma themselves and not really being responsible about that. I, I think that's where so many people kind of find themselves in these predicaments where they try to act like they can just cut it off and have no feelings and I can just have sex and sex is just sex. And then a month later, they're upset that the person's not treating them the way they want to be treated because that energetic exchange is real. And if we still have those wounds within ourselves, we're, we're, we're kidding. We're lying to ourselves. If we think that we're able to just 
have these casual experiences without really doing the work to understand what we are really getting into. It's very serious. It's a very serious energetic exchange that has consequences afterwards. And I really understand that now. And so, yeah, as I am working, things that I'm doing to help with uh, stimulating and pleasure is I have been using yoni eggs. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, but they're called yoni eggs. I should have grabbed it to show you guys on if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but yeah, they're just little crystal egg shaped crystals that you can put in there. It's really good for strengthening the pelvic floor. It's really good for those Kegel exercises. Um, and it also is really healing for sexual trauma. It's really healing for bringing more self-love. I have a rose quartz, a green avertine, and I've been trying to get a black obsidian because black obsidian is really good for expelling and cleansing and releasing trauma. And um, it can bring up a lot of memories, dreams, emotions. And so if you have been thinking about that, or if you're looking into that, just definitely be ready to sit with some of the things that may come up, which is necessary for you to to heal. But yeah, I wanted to make this episode just to let people know um, who may be experiencing that numbness and that, um, that void that you feel when you have you know, sex, especially with penetration, um, is that it doesn't mean that it's a physiological thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a physical, something is actually wrong. It could be that there's still stuff emotionally that you're being blocked from and that you may still dissociate from the actual moment because that's what you did when the assault was happening originally. And so your body recognizes these patterns and also you know, we could be engaging with people that have a similar energy of our abuser that may be bringing up some type of trauma or something like that, that just reminds us and we don't even realize like the body keeps score. And so while emotionally or mentally, you may be checked out, the body is tensing and uh, just feeling that fear and not feeling safe. And so that also can contribute to why it could hurt and not feel good and um, not really be an enjoyable experience. I know for me, I would immediately just go into a performative act. I wouldn't even allow myself to like ease into it and get into it. I would immediately start performing and just going crazy and doing all these things to try to feed the ego of my partner to let him know you're doing a great job. You know, I'm loving it. Oh, you're just the best. Oh my gosh. Just all these things that we do that we feel we have to do instead of just being able to be honest. And I, I look back now and I'm like, I wonder how many of my partners really knew that I was faking because I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they had to know. Some of them had to know that I was not being authentic. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did make a promise to myself going forward when I, you know, do have sex again that I will never fake again. I feel like it's such an act of self-betrayal and abandonment to continue to fake that. And also, like, if I, the partner I'm calling in would be upset that, I was not really being true about my feelings because the partner that I'm calling in really cares about my experience. The partner that I'm calling in wants me to feel the pleasure just as much as he wants to feel it for himself. Um, and so I made a promise. I am never going to fake again. And like I said, I can never say never. Like I, we don't know what we're going to do until we actually get in this situation, but I'm going to really try hard to stand true to that promise that I'm making with myself. But I think it will be easier because 
my next relationship, I will be completely transparent and open from the beginning before we even even talk about actually having sex. There will be so many conversations about my experience, his experience, the things that we both have been through. So that way we both have a really good understanding on where things are at and why not every you know, sexual experience will end with a climax. And like, I don't want to have that performance, performance anxiety anymore. I don't want to have these expectations. I, I have, I am totally fine with being able to have an experience that doesn't end in climax. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't a good experience. It doesn't mean that the connection and what happened during the experience isn't just as beautiful and as pleasurable as actually climaxing. I don't feel like that always needs to be the goal. And so I'm just really excited to um, meet someone who's really mature and has done this work within themselves and is really in their sacred sexual power as well, that it doesn't need to always be about appeasing and the end result. So yeah, I feel like I kind of jumped all over the place, but I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it resonated with you and you know that you are not alone and that there are steps that you can take to start increasing the feeling and to start just relaxing in and feeling safe within your body. And it starts with you. I mean, this is something that you can start doing with or without a partner. You know, if even if you're single, you can start exploring your body more and start showing more love to those areas of your body. Start showing more love to your yoni. Look in the mirror, get in the mirror, get up close, look at her, talk to her you know, be kind and gentle because there's been so much abuse and so many, so much shaming and so many people saying it's ugly. You may say, oh, it looks so ugly. I don't know. Because just society has really, that's a whole nother podcast. I don't even want to get all over here, but like, yeah, society has really done a number, you know, in the way that they have portrayed and, um, made fun of and ridiculed uh, women's bodies because they don't look all like the conventional perfect body that I guess everyone should be to the same standard. But I think someone mature would appreciate and, and, and see the beauty in your body. And so just know that if you have gone through any type of shaming from someone else, that I'm really sorry that you experienced that. And I know how shameful and how insecure that can make us. And I really, really hope that we can learn to love all parts of our body and just appreciate the uniqueness. So uh, that's all I have to say about that for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow me on socials and join my lives on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, where I talk more about this in a really safe community, uh, my TikTok and Instagram is underscore stay hype. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to continue this series and continue healing. So I love you guys and I will see you on the next one. Bye.